Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric, MTE's charitable foundation sharing change, funded by members who round up their electric bills to the nearest dollar each month as a donation, and support hundreds of nonprofits. Find out more at sharingchange.org. State Representative Mike Sparks joins me in studio today. Uh, came in on two wheels. Man, I was running late. Well, you made that coffee run, and that's what made you late. It was close. I, I was talking to Pettis Reed, and I was I was thinking. I told Pettis, hold on, I'm getting a cup of coffee at McDonald's. And I use that little McDonald's app, save a little bit of money, and get you, get you a cup of coffee, too. Uh, yeah. Get the senior discount. Uh-huh. And uh, and I'm telling the guy, thank you so much for what you do. And then Pettis like, okay, I'll see you. I think Pettis thought I was telling him, thank you for what you do. And I said, no, no, hold on, Pettis. I'm talking to the McDonald's clerk. But anyways. Um, he I'm wanted like, to get off the phone with you is what it <laughs> was. What it he, I, I love I think McDonald's got the best coffee. But anyway, plus, plus it's cheap. Well, that, that's that's the reason you like it, <laughs> not because is. of what it tastes. It no, tastes it, like motor oil and it was cheap. You'd it, drink it's, it. It's all it's all good. How's things going for y'all? I bet the coffee at the state capitol is not that good, is it? It's it's not. <laughs> but, you know, the, the coffee at the capitol, you know, that's the one gathering place, if you think about it from a political perspective, that people come together. Like just this morning – the, we were without coffee harold love jr out of nashville you know he was helping me and i was like and he was like well put that thing in here and do all this and it wouldn't work and somebody's like hey he's out of water so they're like the water's over there. i went and grabbed a big thing of water you know and come in there and another representative out of knox county um democrat uh, african-american he hooked it up for us and um so you know that's the one gathering point that everyone kind of comes to I guess it's not you, the water cooler, it's well, the coffee pot. <laughs> yeah, there's no – we do have a little bit of water up there, but everybody's just – hope there's so. a lot of coffee drinkers up there. But it, 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 it's well worth it because, man, you see the times we're in, you see the divisiveness. Pettis and I were talking about – I see so much Bud Hurt. I thought about buying that – I think there's some cream called Bud Hurt Cream. Mm. I thought about buying some of that and just carrying it around for people that get Bud Hurt all the time. Um not that I really want to explore this topic, uh, but I can tell you for those who have little children, yeah, that I found this when Dalton and Bobby were babies, babies, and they had diaper rash, yeah, and it's called Boudreaux's butt paste. <laughs> so but, I need to get butt paste, not, but it works great yeah. for diaper rash. Okay, I mean I, seriously. So maybe they have diaper rash well, instead the, of the one thing. The, the one thing when you have and Pettis and I were talking about this. Well, Chairman Reed, I should say, you know, just just engaging people more often, whether it's you know other leaders or teachers or police and fire, and and you know not, not mean you're going to agree on a hundred percent of the things out there, but just find things you can agree on and let's move forward with it because. This country, as you know, we're at a crisis in so many areas, uh, unlike anything I've ever seen uh, in in the past. Um, someone mentioned this to me, and it, it was an interesting use of words. And it, it, it's like um, you have people who are well-intended on both sides that may not agree on a lot of things i you know in in their ideology but then there are also disruptors yeah and 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 our government is being disrupted at all levels even local levels and and so i i thought that was an interesting take on it not calling people disruptors but 
that there were some that that's how they were, I guess, a, approaching no, what they're supposed to be, you know, yeah. as a lawmaker of some well, type. You know, I, um, and you know, and I'm not single out anybody, but, but I'll just mention Justin Jones, you know, Justin, Justin sits behind me and, and we've had some great conversations about not history. to, not to single out anybody, but Justin <laughs> but, Jones, I mean, Justin could be listening cause I told him I'm doing a radio show, but he sits behind me, but he asked me, the other day, Hey man, will you sign my blue book? Cause we just got blue books out. In fact, if anybody needs any blue books, just call my office. Blue books that two nine. They've just came out. Blue books that aren't blue. They're what color? Well, now time? they're blue this time. Are they? Not wow. Yellow or orange. <laughs> uh, now that if you ever find the orange ones are getting kind of rare. So, so watch them. Sometimes they're, they're at goodwill. I mean, they're, they really are. They're getting pretty rare, but, um, but Justin said sparks for you sign my blue book. And I was like, well, who else is signing? He goes, man, just you so far. And I, and I signed it. I said, you know, you kind of remind me of me, years ago i was fighting with the mayor fighting with the sheriff fighting with county commissioners and and i said but may god grant you wisdom and discernment because we do have to have wisdom and discernment i think when you're younger i I don't know i think you like i'm i just turned 57 last week and just talking to pettis just now we were talking about frank caperton and 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 i was like man i wish frank was still around to see you know the the historical society museum they're working on and thank you mayor kitchen and joe carr for for their diligence on that and pettis and other commissioners as well but he said you know it's funny you're mentioning frank right now he said dude i got a plaque in my hand from bnb trophy that i'm fixing to put up on the wall here i guess at the historical society and um over there on um oh it's the the ransom school right right and uh, he said dude, it's really weird that you're saying that i, I call those confirmation or you know god wink moments and you know um i didn't know frank was going to pass i mean i just i just done a funeral today for a 30 year old that overdosed of fentanyl and then got another phone call of one of my former church members her she found her son dead then i got another phone call yesterday um somebody mentioned a lady that's literally in hospice care that had to go plan funeral arrangements for her son i mean it's probably in the obituaries now but um you know you think you know you may not we may not we're not promised tomorrow you know, Why? and we got so many problems out there. But one thing I'm proud of our TASR study, you've heard me talk about our affordable housing, workforce housing uh, study is coming out. Many thanks to TASR, Tennessee Advisory Council on Government Relations. Um, it's a pretty long report. Uh, my assistant has seen some of it. She said that, you know, Rutherford County is kind of highlighted because we have much lack of affordable housing, whether that's for police, fire, teachers, um, Nissan employees whoever uh and i'll argue we're at a crisis with that so if anybody's interested in that you can watch the tasher report tomorrow at 8 30 just google the tennessee journal assembly tasher t-a-c-i-r to um to see some of the some of the discussion but uh you know that's not a democrat or republican issue and it's not a divisive issue it's just saying what are the solutions out there for the crisis that this community faces um here here's one that i've heard from so many people here in this county and there just doesn't seem to be a good solution and i guess maybe it's because this is the time of the year that that they're having to pay these property taxes but yeah i mean the property taxes have continued to just go up and up and and you know there's i'm going to talk to sheila bratton tomorrow on the show uh rutherford county school board chair i mean they're proposing to build a new high school and you know they built rockvale for 80 some odd million and it's probably going to cost 180 some odd million to build the next one and so how is it sustainable and and i think 
the residents are just saying, you know, I can't continue yeah. to pay to, to live here if yeah. it's going to, I mean, it, it, so what, what are the options? Well, you, you use the word sustainable it's un, or unsustainable. It is unsustainable. And that's the exact word I've been using for many years. This isn't not, nothing new to us, but you look, we've got an open border and that fentanyl that killed those three kids in my community. I mean, I had to preach a funeral, look at the mom and the dad and over the casket of that young man. And, you know, they just didn't have a, I guess I'm the closest one that they know to a pastor. I'm not a pastor. And man, that's hard. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, you know, and I appreciate Highland Heights Church Christ for, for hosting it. Um, his, the boy's grandmother went there and Helen Parker, I think her name was, but, um, you know, it's just really, it, it angers me, but all the problems we're seeing, it's just, it really will, will play on you. Mm-hmm. The, that's why I've been a big proponent of school choice. I think if you want to homeschool, let it be your option. I think it's a liberty freedom issue. The governor's for it. Is it going to solve all our problems? Probably not. But if it does free up some seats, because that's the situation, it's freeing up seats. I talked to school board member this morning. Well, how do you free up seats when well, you've got I, more people than than you have seats yeah, for? Well, I think that's why we got to get creative. Uh, my oldest boy, Preston, he skipped a grade. He put himself through Montlow during the summer, skipped a grade. That that that's not going to cure everybody. But just think if you've done that for three percent or five percent dual enrollment, dual enrollment where folks could go ahead and get into college. If if they had been offered to me back in the day, I wanted to get out of school. I wanted to get my life moving. And I know it's not a cure-all for everybody, but the school choice, a hybrid program where there's some collaboration with homeschoolers, and then you meet together. And they do that now, you know, but not everybody's comfortable to homeschool. Not everybody can afford homeschooling. My wife and I, when our boys were young, which is, you know, 30 years ago, she we talked about homeschooling. She didn't feel comfortable homeschooling. So what my wife did, which I'm really proud of her, she became the PTO vice president for like eight years and the only reason she wasn't president is because she is really shy she don't like to talk in in crowds and um but she dedicated her life to not only my boys but but to all those children in that in that in that school at smyrna middle and smyrna elementary uh and then john coleman as well so all of that sounds great okay but people are still moving here in by the droves yeah it was Something like uh, between one year and the next, there were 2,000 students added to the Rutherford County school system, something like that. Well, she, the school board member told me 800 this year, and here's what's interesting. Okay, so maybe it was the last and, two and, years. And this, this was after, this was... But that's the size of a school. Yeah, it is. And here's, but here's what's alarming, and I know it's politically incorrect to mention it. And I mentioned the county commission, I mentioned it at the state. When we have an open border, and it's just a free-for-all. I mean, I'm half immigrant. My mother's from Scotland. She came over here legally. She met my dad after World War II. And, but if you got 800 and then people, somebody told me, well, Mike, you can't talk about illegal immigration. I'm like, what? You can't talk about illegal immigration? There's a thing called the Constitution, the First Amendment. And I know there's not much we can do at the, at the local level about illegal immigration. But it's, it is a crisis. It's a crisis because here's what it's done. All those the, goes back to trickle over, over to affordable housing because you're seeing two and three families moving into a rental house. And the rental house may be $2,200 or $1,800, and you get three families in there. They can share that cost and then, and then go back on the school system. We've had pushback on school choice. Why do people push back on school choice? I don't understand that. I've been a school choice advocate I was bringing it up as a county commissioner. 
years ago. And we'd get resolution after resolution or against school choice. Well, economically, cite the reasons why we're against school choice. Now, I don't want to see funds being taken from, you know, Smyrna High or Siegel or any other school. But if it frees up those seats, which is we're talking overcrowding is what we're talking about. If you think I mean, it's all about seats, it's, it's going to free up seats maybe in half of a portable yeah well, <laughs> it's my, not going to free up seats well, in a school building yeah well my my church um uh parkway baptist they just added on i was asking um pastor last year because you know i spoke up for that charter school he came he came with me and um and i said do you have enough and when you're doing this plan this build out on this church why not why not make this just okay it's it's a school planted as a school okay mm-hmm. And that they're doing that now. It's it's a, a homeschool, I guess you could call it, kind of a, a hybrid. It's home. Some of them are home, and then they meet together to collaborate. Um, we've got to be, we've got to get back to that, in my opinion. Now it's never really been done, if you think about it. But we've got to get creative. Um, you know, I had that legislation a couple of years ago that um, it was a it was like a scholarship type fund where if if you choose to take your child to go to the Catholic school or go to um, Providence or Lancaster, ten percent of the money or fifteen percent of the money would stay at the school system. You follow me? Like, because I think they can do it. I think they can. I think the private, I think private schools can do it more efficiently than the public school and give the parents the choice. It's Have not, you seen some of the campuses on these private schools? <laughs> no, but I mean, but let, let they look like college campuses. Okay, but, you know, let that be their the, the parents' choice. Well, sure. If they I, want to do that. I, I get that. I, I, I think, love our public school system. I mean, you know, it, it's I was raised up public school system. We just had the commissioner coming in last week, Commissioner uh, Lissette uh, Reynolds at Smyrna Middle School, our old high school on Hazelwood. But with the snow and ice, it, 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 got, it got canceled. You know, we're going to try to uh, you know, try to uh, reschedule it the next few weeks. The, but people are, I, I guess, frustrated because they feel like they're just getting taxed to death and what what can be done. And, you know, the local uh, officials say, well, it, it's going to take state lawmakers to do something here and, and, and there. And so what's the answer? Is, yeah. is there is there going to be a coming together to try to well, fix the issue of funny, funding? It's funny you said that. I talked to Mayor Carr this morning, made a phone call to him. I've got legislation I was going to file. And I was like, hey, what do y'all think? My idea was to try to use some money from the college, the, uh, the um, gambling and the lottery. They've tried to do what they can there it sounds like that is just not going to be an option uh and kudos for joe Carr for for trying uh but it's all hands on deck really uh but if you look at the issue it's schools it's not really solid waste it's well, not isn't that like 80 to 85 percent of yes, the budget it, that's what i'm so, saying so yeah. if that's the problem it's like my car out there you know it's um uh you know i, I end up tearing it up the other day during the snow and ice and um so the problem is my front bumper I'm not going to go fix the taillights or replace the seats or the radio because well, it's the bumper that's the problem. It's it's the schools. It's 70 to 70-something percent is education in schools, so freeing up those seats. But we've got to – But there's also that, a state mandate that says – Oh, it is. You've got to educate every child nobody, that comes through the door. So. Exactly. But nobody mandates you not to have discussion. I've brought up for years, create a task force. We've got – people don't realize you've got all these lobbyists out there I had lobbyists fighting my affordable housing task for study. I'm so proud of it because it comes out tomorrow. But literally, people's tax dollars were working against my discussion about affordable housing. 
I can't make this stuff up, Brian. This is why I get upset with government, get upset with media. Uh, and I called out this morning and emphasizing the media to cover the Tasser study because I got this new grandbaby. She's one. And, you know, we've naturally just, you know, all over this, this, our first grandchild, her name's Grace. You know, remember she came to the world after my mom died and, you know, Amazing Grace was the bill that I had passed. So really proud of her. But is she going to be able to, to afford to even live here? I mean, thankfully, she's got a safety net of, of family, but not everybody has that. But if I was if I was the school board, if I was the mayor, I was Craig Harris, Pettis, I would create a task force, and I'd get people on, former engineers, maybe a former school board member or school superintendent, Dr. Urban, the, the dean of the College of Business, dean emeritus, bring these people together, a former engineer, bring people together and say, what are our solutions, and throw everything up there on the table. Like the gun violence, you know, my bill is the uh, the tax exemption on gun safes. Now, is it going to solve the world's problems? No, but I, I'll argue that Kyle Yorlett would be alive today if that gun would have been locked up in that car that he was killed. And here's what happened with that. Those kids, you know, that's going to cost the taxpayers a million dollars to incarcerate those two kids. Yeah. But if the gun would have been locked up, we'd have saved a million dollars. Now, would they have killed somebody else? Maybe they would have. I don't know. But is it going to solve all the problems? No, but it is a tool in the toolbox. What what tool in the toolbox can be used to more equitably fund? I think that's the real well, we question. Gotta, I think every I think I think even I think even the home builders realize that they're, they're going to have to be a part of this this um, this solution. They're going to have to be. Um, they, they've got their hands. The county commission does have their hands tied. There's only the wheel tax and the property tax. Um, but the main issue and it is does the cost yeah. of those schools. we got to get the cost down. Sure. Now they've got a supply chain crisis and all this other that has caused inflation, caused that school that was once $95 million to now be, what, $150 million that I've said for the past two or three years at, at the steering committee. But going back on these lobbyists, if I'm paying anybody a dollar or $1,000 or $10,000, I want to know what they did. So I brought up the county commission. Require every one of these lobbyists have transparency to where they give a report at steering or some maybe budget. No. Here's what we done for you last year. And if they didn't do anything for you, I'd cut them off and save that money. So we got to go. But um, how the, the county can't do anything with the way the that they receive funds unless the state legislature acts is that correct yes that's my understanding that that's why we need more discussion more folks yeah. coming together to, okay. to collaborate on these solutions all right and we're doing that we're doing that uh be sure to uh tune in on sunday nights at uh five mike has rutherford magazine so i hope you'll uh, join in and uh, check the podcast all of the past shows are on uh, wgnsradio.com and check wgnsradio.com slash listen to see where you can hear your favorite wgns shows live and on demand and even watch on big g tv that's wgnsradio.com slash listen have a great day we'll see you back next time